Hey everyone, does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity Porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 36 of the Very Unimportant People Podcast. Do less. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to say that. That was my part. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Courtney. Introduce yourself. Give us the lowdown. I'm your host, Courtney. And this week, I went to my first ever comedy show, live comedy show. Wow. wow. And I'm your host, Lydia. And I just got back from Poland, the wow. homeland, the motherland. <laughs> How was yeah, Poland, was, girl? Tell uh, us how was, was traveling so, during a pandemic. Oh, it was scary. Um, crazy, first of all. It was as if there was literally no pandemic. The only pandemic thing about it was the masks, but we were packed in there, bro, like freaking sardines. We were packed in there. There was not an empty seat on any flight there wow. or back. It was a lot, yeah. Um, and it was just like so smelly and like there was just so much going on. There was, yeah, it was crazy, so... That was flying, <laughs> but I have a little anecdote I wanted to share with yeah. you guys. One of my cousins was telling me that in Poland, um, there is like this statistic that they have that those tiny little milliliter bottles of vodka, like, you know, the ones that are, can literally fit into your hand, like they're so mm-hmm. small that um, one million of those are bought before 10 a.m. in Poland <laughs> a day. <laughs> And I was wow. like, damn. And this, we were at a museum and we were like looking at that culture. And like Poland is hella old. There's like castles and shit. Like it's been around for a while. It's seen some things. It's been through some things. It's been shrunken down to nothing. And this is what they have to show for it. And I was like, wow, what the culture is just so beautiful. That's crazy. I, just, <laughs> I know. I don't think I've ever it's bought one of those. And like, you know, you're only buying one of those mini bottles of alcohol if you plan to drink it somewhere that you can't drink stuff like yeah, driving like work. at work. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they put it oh, in their no. coffee. It's like, that's just how they start their days. Some people, some wow. people. I know. Isn't it so insane? It's crazy. Drinking is such a thing there. It's like so different from Canada. It's such a culture. <clears throat> I tried to do that yeah. once. I tried to put like alcohol in my morning coffee. When yeah, I was in first year, because we thought it would be fun for, like, our last class. Oh. Let's get lit. And it made right, me so right. tired. It was, like, a three-hour <laughs> class. It was so boring. I was lit for, and like, just couldn't do it. 20 Literally minutes and then fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's more fun to, like, day drink and then go to class, I found. Mm. That's a better solution, because it's, like, the middle of the day. You're already kind of awake. Yeah. This and then you was... can just, like, go for it. Sounds like a better idea than yeah. bringing alcohol Anyways, to your morning class. That was a comedy show. <laughs> it was. It was so much fun. I've never. I like comedy. I've always been a fan of comedy, but I've never seen comedy, so it was cool to see it. And they were all like local comics. They were all pretty funny. There was, you know, what there was a couple that like were a little bit cringy mm. and just uncomfy because they weren't that funny. But yeah, outside of that, the people were really funny. 
and it was just a lot of fun. Everyone was like having a good time. It was our first like event since covid so it was just like nice to be in a room full of happy people not thinking about covid totally and people are so much more excited to do things and be places Mm -hmm. now too it's like really nice like i don't know i feel like before like you wouldn't talk to your neighbor at a comedy show but now it's like oh my god we're here together like (laughs) every stranger the guy behind us was like I found it annoying. We both found it annoying. Janae and I, we found it annoying because we were, like, right beside him. I think the comics really appreciated him because every single little joke, this guy would laugh and laugh and really? laugh. And his laugh was so loud. Like, it was not a quiet laugh. Like, <laughs> nonstop the entire show. I was like, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. But yeah, I think the so comics annoying. appreciated him. But when you're right beside him, I was like, it's a lie. Can Do you, you think just... he was, like, hired by one of them? <laughs> hired by all of them to be I was wondering if he was, like, a friend. Like, the first time someone went... He came in kind of late to the show. So, like, the first person that he was watching, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, it's his friend mm-hmm. or something. So, he's trying to, like, hype up the crowd. But then it just continued for the entire show. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> all right. I guess this is... <laughs> what's happening you have to deal with that that sucks it wasn't one of those situations eh, where like when someone laughs you're like oh yeah that was funny and you like laugh along with them i mean it made it easier to laugh at some of the jokes because he was already laughing but it was also kind of annoying (laughs) yeah yeah i understand i understand you're like bro that wasn't even that funny and there's this like nice of him though there was this old man who was sitting in the front row on like one of the front tables kind of thing and the whole night, like, every comic was making, like, daddy jokes and, like, sex jokes at him. Because he was, like, oh. the silver fox and he was, like, with two ladies. And then one of the last comics got on stage and that man was that guy's dad. And I was like, that is <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> He's like, I'm literally just here to see my son, but I love the attention I'm getting. <laughs> It's probably the last comedy show he ever goes to. (laughs) No thing. Just trying to be a supportive dad, but no. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if his son is going to want to invite him back again after that. Probably not. Probably not. That was probably pretty scary. I love your support, but I really, really. You don't have to do this. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's so funny. That sounds like such a good time. I love it. Hey, hey, what's up, you guys? Now is the time of the podcast where we talk about the poll from last week. So let's get into it. As you may or may not remember, last week we had a really fun episode where we gave you some advice that you probably shouldn't follow. And we also played a game, um, which was the Amazon reviews game. So we guessed the products Mm. based on the Amazon reviews. And that was a lot of fun. Got a little spicy. Um, So... Uh, every Tuesday slash Wednesday, as you know, we have a poll on our Instagram at very.unimportant.people. And this week, here are the results. <laughs> the first question was, are beta males... Fuck, I fucked it up. Are males who believe in God beta males? <laughs> 69% of you, nice, said no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know we were kind of like disproved in this, but... Noise. Yeah, yeah, still nice. (laughs) Obviously, you have to. It's a rite of passage. (laughs) So you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Respect. Respect. Big respect to you and your your religion. Go get on your knees and pray. (laughs) I'm kidding, guys. I'm making jokes. This is satire. Yeah, please, please understand it's satire. All right. So, the second question. 
is would you rather date a ghost or a brony? Ninety five percent of you would rather date a ghost. <laughs> That's so insane. Thank you. Thank That's you. Fucking hilarious. I'd... You guys, guys, and we got a lot of votes on this one. We don't normally get this many yeah, votes. This was a landslide. <laughs> the amount of people that didn't vote on the first one, but then voted on the second <laughs> one, guys, people are passionate, passionate about not dating a brony. That's so fucking Who said yes. Funny. Oh. Our troll, our resident you said, you troll. Said yes. Oh yeah, one of our resident trolls said yes. So it should have been one hundred percent. Love you, resident troll. Thank you for voting. The five percent so, would be a brony. I believe them. I don't think they're trolling. I feel like they would. <laughs> so if you're a brony, if you're the weird sexual brony, mm-hmm. maybe don't disclose that on your couple first dates. Just some yeah. advice, and put the body pillow away. Mm. Deep dark that's, corner that's, of your room. Yeah. That's something for down the line. Just... <laughs> or never. <laughs> See how accepting she is of other things first. <laughs> or he. <laughs> See how it goes. It's so funny. So the next question is, if you could weaponize a fruit or vegetable, which would it be? Banana or squash? 58% of you said banana. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, Courtney, you get that one. <laughs> he... Congrats, congrats. All right. The last one. <laughs> would you break up with somebody if they smell 77% of you said yes wow. now I just want to say that like people have been coming at us hard on social media because they think we're not nice mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say most of y'all are in the same boat yeah. as us so yeah. I totally understand Welcome. no judgment we have found our people <laughs> yeah. yeah this is the poll it's this is the poll. You can say whatever you want on the poll. And there will be no judgment. My true selves. It's only yours. Actually, there's judgment. There is judgment. We judge you, but like... It's all fun. And we good. don't really know who we're judging. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you so much for participating in this super fun poll this week, you guys. Tune in um, to our Instagram on Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Thursday. You know, always be checking in for that story. Always be checking in. And uh, yeah, let's get back. Let's get back to the show, why don't we? All right. Take her away, girl. Okay, guys. So this week, <laughs> I have a little chat. Um, I don't know if this is a fully formed opinion yet. Um, as, it always, is, as always. Yeah, I mean, as <laughs> always, we'll kind of see where it goes. I have a, l- a couple of anecdotes to throw in there. So... Let's get started. Um, (laughs) So today I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about like DNA and kind of what is going on with DNA in the world right now because it is a lot um, and it's kind of intense. Like there's a lot of different little areas of DNA that I feel like a lot of people haven't really like considered or like put together the pieces really too much. But I mean, the first and most simple starting place for me was when I saw this headline, which was that Tony Hawk, which is this famous skateboarder, um, sold 100 skateboards, which were infused with his blood. Yeah. So the paint that they used to paint the skateboards with, to paint the bottom of the skateboards with, was infused with like his blood. And there was like a red paint on it. And it, there was a, like his blood in it and stuff like that. Mm. For $500 each, they sold out in 20 minutes. People are like obsessed with DNA. <laughs> like, And I know it's blood, so it's not technically DNA, but you can extract it. 
you can make it into a DNA thing. I don't know. I It's like kind of a cool product. I get it. And it makes the product super rare. And I'm thinking that people think that there's some voodoo in it. I don't get it, gonna though. It's going to make them what a better you... skateboarder. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, what's the, the, what's the benefit? <laughs> what, would, what would you do with it? Like, it's <laughs> His blood. You know, what do you think is going to happen? That's what I was thinking too, because I don't think people are going to actually use them. I think people are going to be like, this is a precious thing that I need to just like put up on my wall somewhere and like never use. And the same kind of situation happened a while back too, if you guys remember. If you're listening to this like later, then it probably won't be relevant either of this. But Lil Nas X wanted to sell those Nikes with his blood in them too. And they were set up to to go for sale, like, for the Montanero music video. Yeah. He was doing this whole Nike with, like, his blood in it. And it was, like, Satanist affiliated and stuff like that. And because of, like, mm. a lawsuit and a bunch of other stuff, they didn't actually end up selling. Uh, but he sold out. Like, he sold every single one. People are thirsty for celebrity blood. <laughs> <laughs> and for celebrity DNA. And I just think it's I truly so don't understand it. Interesting. Oh, God, girl, same. I was, like, sitting here, and I'm, like, okay, is this, like, weird? Yeah. Is this... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I it is. Do I think it's, like, a little bit strange. It just... Okay, for me, if I were to be selling my DNA, or if I were to buy someone's DNA, like, I remember at one point, there was, like, locks of hair for sale on eBay. It was, like, a whole thing that you could buy celebrities' hair or you could buy, like, their hairbrushes or stuff like that. And they would go for auction for, like, a million dollars. Like, people wanted a piece of them. Anything. But for me, it feels like a huge violation of privacy. Like, if yeah. I could buy somebody's DNA, that, okay, for the eBay ones, it was un- not non-consensually obtained, right? Or it was just, like, so random. It was, like... Oh, so somebody just cigarette. went up to the celebrity, like, cut they off would, the lock of their hair and thing. run? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think those were more consented oh, than okay, gotcha. some others. Like, if it was a lock of their hair, then it was, like, oh, it's for charity or something like that. Like, obviously, celebrities yeah. would never just do that to do that. But it was people who would collect it. People used to do this crazy ass shit. Let me... Okay, this is actually a perfect segue. So there was this website called celebritygenetics.com. Uh-oh. And... <laughs> Yo, people used to fucking like this was kind of on the on the cusp of genetic uh, DNA identifying. You know, you could like literally give genetics of anyone and you could get it tested for like anywhere from twenty dollars to seven hundred dollars and with no consent from anybody from it. You could just get get their genetics tested, see what's going on in their DNA (laughs) and like just just whatever. So this website used to sell genetic information for hundreds of entertainers, politicians, athletes, other public figures, and they would like sell them to individuals such as you and I, or to commercial publishers such as blogs and tabloids. And they would just get their drama (laughs) on their things. And yeah. And um, you could like learn about paternity stuff. So maybe some, you know, some tea, cognitive ability, behavioral genetic profile, could you imagine opening a magazine and reading like a news article about yourself uh, being like your dad's not your dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding? Oh my God. Me? I'd be so upset. And you could also learn about any predisposition to illnesses or prosperity oh, no. prediction or no. a genetic contribution to sexual orientation and any degree. I don't think of that's risk seeking behavior. I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure you, your genes don't tell you if you're gay. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's behavioral genetic profile. I'm not sure. They, I don't know what that means. These are not my words. <laughs> I don't really know where that stands. So for a while on the internet, there was this like anything goes mentality where you could pay people a fee to get That's... tested without anyone's consent, like I was saying, right? And I wanted to read you a quick little examples of things that you could get tested that you could find from a celebrity and you needed proof that you found it from that celebrity. So you'd have to take a photo of them chewing the gum, drinking the drink, and then you like picking up their garbage and like okay. sending it in to the thing. So one of an one of the examples was chewed gum. Um they said that juicy fruit works the best. <laughs> Cigarette butts. How would you like um, set you a celebrity six... up for that? It's like, hey, do they just spit it on the street? Fruit? People <laughs> no, I know, right? Like how what if they want to chew a different type of gum that day? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be juicy fruit, but they would like spit it into the garbage and then people would literally go Ew. dumpster diving. And try to find, like, the spit-out garbage in a mountain of other garbage. I feel like that's got to mess up the genetic testing. Like, how do you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of gum in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if it's somebody else's? What if it, like, touched somebody else's and got, like, saliva know, on it? DNA gets, like, get, like, mixed up. They're like, you have three deaths? You could also use hard candy or used condoms. Ew. Yay. Okay, but that one makes more sense to me. It does. As to it how does. you would get it. And how like you would prove that person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the one um. that makes the most sense, not to be honest. <laughs> um, so they also had a section called DNA Wanted on Celebrity Genetics website. Oh, no. Where there would be like hundreds of celebrities listed. And there would be a price or bounty <gasps> for the person who collects it and submits the sample. And you would make money off of it. They would pay oh you for this stuff. And then they would make sure it was legit. And then they would resell it on the website for higher than what you paid for it. So it was like kind of a genius scheme. <laughs> it would like pay, such it, a violation, but yeah. <laughs> such a violation. Oh, gosh. It's just so wrong. I just, I just don't feel good about it at all. Um, and they claimed to have created an army of thousands of amateur Gene Arazi which is like paparazzi, but genetics, Gina Razzi, oh, no. <laughs> from all over the world who hope to make money and achieve fleeting notoriety by obtaining and selling the DNA of celebrities. It's also okay. called genetic stalking. <laughs> I'm like which I still think is quite fitting. I'm still stuck on like what? Okay, you buy a piece of chewed up gum from a celebrity on the internet. What do you do with it? Why is it so you valuable? Just have it. That's I dude, I've been trying to like wrap my brain <laughs> for like why we are so obsessed with celebrities for for so long because people just fall into these like obsessions and like loves yeah. and like passions that they just can't ever get out of it and I think it's just this need to have like more information about them for mm. the genetic testing but for the physical piece of chewed up gum. That's disgusting. I don't want anyone's it's... chewed up gum. I don't care who it was. <laughs> I don't care. It's just to have that person close. It's just to have like a piece of them. so weird. I think it is like a thing, like a nostalgic thing maybe where you feel 
like if you got me like a gift or something mm-hmm. or like a card i hold on to it because i'm like this is so sweet like this is this is meaningful right so if you really really love a celebrity it would be meaningful to you to have a piece of their chewed up gum do you think it's just like to have something that no one else has you think it's just yeah. that like, well i have their saliva yeah, no definitely. That's, 100%. Ugh, and like you could that. compete with other super fans. You could be like, well, you think you're their biggest fan? I <laughs> have six of their cigarette butts. <laughs> That's so like, weird. Yeah, it's super weird. There was also mm-hmm. this theory as to why we are obsessed with celebrity celebrities, which is that um, our brains aren't able to catch up with modern times so much. Oh, so yeah. similar to our... Um, like our thing okay hold on so (laughs) we eat fast foods and like other types of foods because we Mm -hmm. like want high calorie we need to survive and like we feel like we don't know where our next meal is coming from maybe similar to our caveman days where you had to like hunt for every meal and stuff like that so the Mm -hmm. celebrity interest is apparently caused by our brains thinking we need to like respect a pack leader and kind of seeing those people as like creative leaders or like innovators or someone with a lot of wealth of knowledge or some wisdom to share or to impart upon us, for example. Interesting. So that's, yeah, yeah. It's a little okay. like old timey. I wonder if cavemen had DNA stuff, if people would hold on to like locks of hair from their master and be like, I am the second in command or something like that, you know? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more appropriate in that context. That sounds okay to me. <laughs> sounds That sounds fine for me to have a caveman yeah. hold on to someone's lock of hair. Yeah, okay. That yeah. sounds okay. But yeah, because you weren't like stealing it, you know. You no. weren't going out of your way to rob somebody. Of and cavemen their... didn't have like phones or like anything like that. So if you knew you were going to like miss your buddy, maybe you wanted a piece <laughs> of them with you. <laughs> You can't just call them up, you know? So that sounds better to me than dumpster diving for a celebrity's piece of gum. Yeah. Like, that person doesn't Mm -mm. want... They don't want that from you, you know? No one... I don't think anyone wants someone to be that obsessed with them that they're, like, dumpster diving for their DNA. Maybe. Maybe there is someone out there. Drop us a comment if you you would like that. want that. That would be very interesting. And let me know what your star sign is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Kind of the this little portion of this DNA thing, I'm going to conclude it a little tiny bit just because I thought it was like super interesting how society went from doing these DNA hunts to celebrities selling their DNA to us. They just cut out the middleman. You know what I mean? They just cut out celebrity genetics. They're like, you know what? Here you go. That's what the people want. They want my blood. <laughs> they want my sweat. That's They want crazy. my skin cells. Holy moly. <laughs> and like people are so afraid but it's a big brain move you know afraid of what it's a big uh, people are afraid of like people like getting their genetic information like that's a big that's a hot topic these days of being yeah i'm about to talk about that too the yeah me thing exactly and now celebrities are just like here take my dna take my blood bro that's crazy isn't it crazy yeah and people are eating that shit up bro they be buying, they be selling, they love it. So, is there any? Saying, there's this, sorry, sorry just one question. Is there yeah, any no celebrity who you would pay extra for to buy? Like, say you wanted to buy a t-shirt, okay. would you pay extra mm-hmm. 
to buy that t-shirt if it had their blood infused in it. Any celebrity. Okay, see, this is really, really interesting because immediately my mind goes to Harry Styles. Yeah, that's where my mind went for you too. Yeah, For sure, right? (laughs) Because I love him. I'm obsessed with him. But the problem is that I want to marry him and I want to be with him. And Mm -hmm. I know that he won't be with a Super Stalker fan who had the blood infused t-shirt. You know what I mean? So on a logical sense. So you're playing the mind game. The You're thing like, is that, like, mm-hmm. I need to act super cool in front of Harry when I'm when we eventually meet and fall in love and okay, get married. Yeah, of course, and I won't be able to, like, like that shirt is just going to be such a deep, dark secret. It would be the reason for our divorce, Courtney. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, you told me you weren't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what is you this? You have the blood-infused t-shirt that I sold. <laughs> How much did you pay for this? <laughs> okay, Were here's you on the follow-up. pre-sale list? <laughs> Here's my follow-up question. Okay. Do you actually think it's blood-infused? Do you act and like, how much blood? Do you think that they just took a little tiny bit of blood, put it in, like, a sea of paint, and they were like, there you go, blood-infused? <laughs> Maybe. They said they took two vials from him, and then there's, like, a picture of him with the little thing stuck in nice. his thing for, like, notoriety, I guess. They said they took two vials, which is, like, pretty a pretty solid amount of blood, in my opinion, and then they cleaned it and cleaned it. it you can like disinfect it yeah and then they they infused it but i don't know what infusing means i don't know how much like actual like blood is in there does it help with the pigment <laughs> is it red yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah, it is kind of cool eh? <laughs> i'm not sure like his blood mm. is in there but i don't know what the process is what the scientific process is for that skipped right over that they're like you yeah, don't need to know I mean, that it's infused that's all you need they to know. don't tell you they just said infused <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the buzzwords you know they just like put a little drop in the middle and they're like oh, okay, yeah 500 bucks <laughs> there you go it's in there somewhere <laughs> yeah exactly maybe it's a placebo it's not even could in there be. could be i'm waiting for somebody to like take a paint chip and test it that'll be good. yeah see if yeah. there's just like paint or if there's human dna in there mm. i know it would be sus the uh, website that he was selling the blood infused skateboards from was saying that they were like oh uh please sign this agreement that you won't make any clones of tony hawk <laughs> okay uh, so they're being a little meme a little funny about it i don't think cloning is possible yet maybe no i don't think so but maybe in the future <laughs> So there's this um, public discourse about okay. 23 and me yes. and all the other genetic collecting companies, mm-hmm. which will promise to tell you about your family heritage, potential diseases, even what flavor ice cream you are genetically predisposed to prefer. Kind of fun, kind of cute, kind of interesting. It's all written in your genetics, right? So you give them this information consensually, you do the little swab, and the intent is that they keep it a secret super Mm -hmm. cool super fun well it turns out (laughs) that they sell your information to third parties and in the agreement they have somewhere written that you consent to them selling it to like a marketing company or to google well specifically Mm -hmm. 23andme is like owned by google and they make so much freaking money off of it too yeah (laughs) yeah and um 
one of the CEOs of this one of the genetic companies had this to say that our primary interest is unlocking secrets that exist in the genome, not engaging pharmaceutical companies to develop drugs, although we do see potential value in that. So pretty much what these companies are doing is they're selling it to either marketing firms and like mm-hmm. kind of like big businessmen's like Google or yeah. they're selling it to big pharma. And mm-hmm. then they'll do testing on it and they'll do like they'll kind of try to figure out I don't know, like research, <laughs> all this kind of stuff just based off of your DNA. And I don't know, it, it's it's a little weird, eh? It's, I, I feel, okay, so because mm-hmm. they're making money off of yeah. the fact that like we've sent in our DNA, it's kind of annoying because we pay them to do the testing and then they make <laughs> money off of selling That's our true. DNA it should be to free. third parties. I feel like we should either get it for free, yeah, or we should get paid. It's our DNA, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But apparently, according to the law, we actually don't own our DNA. If it's not on us, it's not legally our property, even though we feel such ownership, like, over our body. Kind of crazy, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. The law, even though it was physically once a part of you, this happened with Madonna. So Madonna sued these people called Gotta Have It Collectibles for auctioning personal (laughs) items of her. (laughs) They auctioned a hairbrush that had her hair in it and she Mm -hmm. sued them and she was like, this is so offensive. My DNA can't be auctioned to sale for the public. And the judge threw out the lawsuit because it was physically once a part of her, but the law doesn't recognize that it is like still hers and like still owned still owned by her kind of thing huh i know (laughs) kind of scary huh i think that there needs to be a little bit more like privacy going on (laughs) in the dna (laughs) sector of life because uh, there's not a lot not a lot happening here um from like, from my understanding of how 23andMe works, it's not, like, they sell genetic information, but they don't specifically, like, sell your genetic information with your name on it. They're not, like, this is Courtney's mm-hmm. genetic profile and these are her disease markers. They just say, like, we've collected all of these DNA samples. Approximately this percent of the population has these markers. This percent has these markers. It's more just, like, data oh. about the genetics, not specifically, right. like... Courtney will die at 25 you know like it's not it's not like that <laughs> yeah yeah it's just kind of like a data set that they send over I that's think a little bit so but I can't it, be yeah yeah I mean that's sure a little bit it. cooler that's a little bit better I guess um I think um but yeah I mean there's also the argument where if the DNA is being used for health purposes such mm-hmm. as like pharmaceuticals and stuff like that then that's a good thing it is benefiting us in the long run right because we want to live longer be healthier all this stuff so technically we're being we're not we're not being paid but we're being compensated i guess in a sense mm. because we're getting health benefits from people using our DNA without our consent so <laughs> there's kind of something else there but i mean it's a little scary because like what else could they be using our DNA for yeah and is it yeah. a black mirror situation is it a situation where your DNA is alive outside of your body and like it has emotions and feelings and is existing separately from you. You know, have you seen that episode of Black Mirror? Where I have not. No. <laughs> it's like the consciousness one. They like upload the consciousness and then they upload okay. it into like two different places and it's like still the same person and she still has the same emotions and feelings and like she's still oh. living. 
but she's just in a few different places. And one of them is being tortured, and the other one is, like, completely fine, just living her life. Oh. It's it's a dilemma. And it feels like theft. <laughs> it just feels wrong. <laughs> the 23 and me? No, it's just, like, the, the selling and, like, yeah. the yeah, distribution of it and, like, the, I don't know. It just feels so, I know it's, like, not technically a part of you, but it just feels wrong. I don't know. Yeah, like, I have an issue if they're, like, directly selling my DNA, like, with my name on it, kind of, like, that situation. I know there's a lot of fear about, like, health insurance and how it could affect health insurance because technically mm-hmm. if you get genetic testing and you know that you have, like, a marker for a disease or something like that you're supposed to disclose that to um like insurance companies and stuff like yeah. that so that they know how risky it is to insure you so i know that there's a lot of fear around companies giving that to like insurance companies and stuff but if it's for research and my name's not attached to it i'm kind of okay with it because oh, like okay. i also feel I like they can it's anonymous yeah and i feel like they can like predict you know maybe there's a lot of people with like a certain cancer marker and maybe they can predict that there's going to be a lot of people that get that certain cancer so that they can file more like resources into care and treatment for that in the future like yeah. they know things that are going to come so they can prepare for them or put more research into them i think that's kind of cool i'm yeah. down with that i love that yeah that does sound like a pretty solid use for it uh oh you know what another good use for it is <laughs> um Okay, so they actually used one of these, like, testing things to catch the California's notorious Golden State Killer. He was finally arrested in 2018 when um, investigators matched a DNA sample from a crime scene to the tests uploaded into a public genealogy site by a relative of his. Isn't that so fucking crazy? That's wild. I know. (laughs) But I also don't know how I feel about that. Why? That, like, I think it's a great thing that he was caught. Yeah. But what does that say about privacy when you're sending your, like, genes into these people that they're going to be like, oh, you're a relative of this person? Like, they're giving it to the police? Is that allowed? I I guess it is allowed, but, like, I I don't like that. (laughs) No, no. A lot of people don't like that. And 23andMe claims that they don't do it, but there's another one. I don't remember what it's called. And it's like, it, it boasts that it sends it to the police. It's like, yeah, like your information will help us catch them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like their wow. marketing thing. 23andMe is like, we swear to God, we don't do it. We don't send it to anybody. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we that's the right way to, to do it. You, sh- you should not. <laughs> I know, right? the other people i mean it's it's all written in the agreements sometimes they can sometimes they can't um okay so there's this other thing that i saw of it was called it was in this article called like genetic paparazzi or something like that as we were talking the generazzi Mm. um (laughs) and the first the opening line of it which is the only thing i'm gonna read to you guys (laughs) imagine being able to produce a child with your favorite movie star Using the DNA from a strand of hair or a flake of skin. (laughs) What sounds like the plot of a sci-fi thriller is actually not that far from reality. This was a 2020 article, mind you. What the fuck? I don't know. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, you can't do that yet, but don't do that. If you're saving your celebrity DNA to make a child with that celebrity, don't do that. 
Oh don't do my that. god. That is That's why not... people are buying the gum with the saliva on it. They're, They're getting ready like, for one when the technology day. is ready. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Guys, okay. sometimes you can go too far. Sometimes you yes. can. And that that yes. that is you know what? I I was thinking like earlier that it would make sense to me if people were buying like celebrity like sperm or something. You know, that would make sense to me because that is DNA that has a use to it. Yes. But right now, yes. saliva doesn't have a use to it. But I also don't think that, like, I think if a celebrity wants to sell their sperm, they can do that. You know, they can make the decision to do that. To, yeah. But don't use their DNA make uh, against their will them, to make what? their baby. <laughs> is that so fucking confusing? Because then they're like, I have many illegitimate children. What if, what, how is the child support going to work for that, huh? Have ever thought of that? <laughs> that would be the same as a sperm bang, so they wouldn't have to. Have Have yeah, you seen that right. movie where that guy like donates a bunch of sperm in like his early twenties, and then like twenty years later, when he's forty, like sixteen kids come like looking for him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Okay. But that's how movie. I imagine that things would go if you if this would happen. They would be like, "Holy shit! Yeah. I have a celebrity parent that they don't know that I exist. I'm gonna go to them. Maybe they'll leave me millions of dollars." Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll think I'm cool. Leave me millions of dollars. I I feel like that would ruin your chances of actually being with the celebrity, though. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty dramatically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, like, I get wanting to have a baby with a celebrity. That's cool. But I think that the main enticement of that is that you get to be with said celebrity, not that mm-hmm. you just have their child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have a part of them. And then- <laughs> And then, like, you have this kind of like skipped... of obsession. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Skipped a whole step there. A very important step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the last anecdote I wanted to throw to you is a throwback to one of our fave episodes about cannibalism. Oh, and yay. Okay. There, there's this website called bitelabs.com, which says on the front page, eat celebrity meat. Grow oh. meat from celebrity sample tissues and turn it into artisanal salami. <laughs> they, on their website, they're like, this is the future of sustainable meat. People are doing lab-grown meat from now on. And, like, farm-grown is not a thing anymore. Nobody likes farm-grown meat. It gets diseases. It's dirty. But lab-grown meat is healthy. And now you can eat your favorite celebrities, such as James Franco, Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> Alan DeGeneres. <laughs> Do you like them or do you hate them, guys? <laughs> you can't want to have their baby and eat them at the same time. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. grown meat, bro. What? But with that, we could make eating the rich a reality. That's the first place my mind went. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you better get in on that because I will go unvegetarian for your meat. I'm coming after <laughs> you. That sounded so dirty, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I will unvegetarian for. Oh God! So yeah, pretty much all you have to do is just tweet at the celebrities. Uh, they okay. don't have anyone as of right now who's. <laughs> okay, everyone tweet, tweet the celebrities. Yeah. Tweet at Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk so we can eat. The I rich. want to eat your meat. <laughs> at BiteLabs.com. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's, so that's so confusing. That's so it's confusing. A, I don't really understand. It's. Yeah, I mean, the future. How can you is like here, somebody almost. but want to eat them? It's a fetish, you know. It's a kink, I think. 
that whole like cannibalism thing where you like want to be so mm. close to someone but you, you can't can but you like them. literally want to consume them mm. yeah but you can't consume them mm. but like you want to because you love them that much because that's like the the closest you could possibly get with someone right is eating them yep <laughs> <laughs> People be weird. Shit be crazy yeah. out there in America. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? <laughs> so that's all I got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed Thank this you. I, the podcast. I <laughs> very much enjoyed that. That was <laughs> Oh man. It was a good time for me. It was a good time for you. It was a good time for us. Um let us know what you think about this half of the podcast. A little bit of DNA obsessions love yeah. it yeah let us know if you want us to infuse our um future merch which will show up one day <laughs> yes <laughs> with with our blood Ooh, that could be fun we could like sew it with our strands of hair maybe Ooh, Handmade. that would be cool that'd be cool like <laughs> sew on really. like the tag with hair yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> although i don't know which one of our hairs we could use mine's really thin and weak same same. We okay. both have like oh. baby thin hair, so <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work. The on tags. That, it won't be the strongest, but <laughs> you'll have our hair, <laughs> <laughs> which is what anybody wants these days. Just the DNA of someone that they love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the second half of the podcast, um, where I'm going to be bringing back a topic. Now, I'm not sure if you guys listened to the episode where we had our guest, where we had Christian on, but Christian brought up this, like, interesting fact that when they created, like, the CERN Hadron Collider, the place where they collide atoms, um, that there was a small chance that they could have created a black hole, but they just yeah. went ahead with it anyways. And I was, I was on the internet last night and I came across like a couple of really interesting um, conspiracy theories. Well, it started with one and then it just went into a whole other subsectors of conspiracy theory. But the main conspiracy theory is, is that that actually happened. That when they created CERN, they made a black hole and our planet was sucked into it. And we've been living inside that black hole ever since. Oh my god! So the theory That's is that the world actually has already ended. And the <gasps> world ended in 2012. That oh. is the conspiracy theory. 2012, eh? 2012. We, we really ring we're really in, bringing 2012. back 2012 yeah Jeez. yeah i know that sounds familiar to everyone they're like the 2012 ended, bro. The, the world was supposed to end continue. the world did end because they collided atoms i don't really know how it works and opened a black <laughs> hole and we yeah, were sucked yeah, yeah. into it so i'm gonna tell you about this conspiracy theory and we can all decide together did the world end in 2012 okay cool <laughs> so um, the main thing that, okay, so what's really interesting actually is that this conspiracy was like really alive and well on the internet many years ago. And now everything on this conspiracy theory has been removed from the internet. What? Yes. And so I discovered this That's internet, so this conspiracy theory through a Twitter thread of a guy who used to be into the conspiracy theory. And he was writing about the fact that like he wanted to... He was, like, thinking about it lately. So he, like, went on the internet to go look it up and realized that everything had been taken off the internet. So he okay, wrote his own sus. 
Twitter thread explaining the conspiracy theory. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, okay? So. Dude, that's so <clears throat> sus. Like, if you want to make something seem like it's, like, legit, like, that's such a cover-up, you know? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, you, you got me. I'm pretty much, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the idea is, once again, it's 2012. And 2012 was the year that they um, found the Higgs boson particle, which was the particle that they found the first time that they did the accelerometer thingy and things exploded. And they found this particle. And now this particle is a particle that Stephen Hawking is quoted to have predicted could, um, when they discovered it, it could cause the world to undergo a catastrophic vacuum decay. Now, I don't know what this means, but it doesn't sound good. In no, Stephen Hawking is a terrible. Yeah, Stephen Hawking is a pretty smart guy. So he predicted that when we found this, this could happen. Okay, so we already know that the Higgs boson particle might be a little, might be a little scary, unstable. <clears throat> so yeah, the theory is when they found this, we got sucked into a black hole and we just didn't notice. And there's actually some physicists that believe so that cool. this is a hundred, a hundred and ten percent entirely possible. No that This way. is where we're living right now. According to their physics. I'm not going to try to explain it. I did not open that (laughs) link. I was like, there's no way I'm going to understand that. (laughs) Um, So one of the supporting arguments is that for a lot of people, people think that like things just haven't felt right since 2012. There's been like an off feeling about the world. Sure, yeah. And every year the world descends into more chaos Mm -hmm. and time seems to be going faster and faster. Now, the time thing oh. could just be a result of getting older. I think time goes faster yeah. as you get older. But the world does seem like it's descending into chaos with totally. each coming year. Like, COVID's yeah. been rough, guys, but it, it hasn't even been, like, the worst thing that's happened. It's yeah. it's wild. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a mass shooting. It stays on the headlines for, like, literally two hours, and then something new has yeah, happened. that's There's... so true. The world is descending into chaos. But how is that the black hole's fault that people are going crazy? Wouldn't, that, wouldn't the black hole just do nature things and earth there things is, okay. and that sort of... This is where we come into one of the spinoff theories. Okay? And I'll get a little bit more into it kind of later, but one of the spinoff theories is that the world ended, and not that we were sucked into a black hole and been living in the black hole, but that simulation theory style were actually just like transported into a parallel universe or into a new simulation or we here's another theory some believe that we actually died when the black hole happened and we're all living in hell right now good place (laughs) style you know that you know that tv show the good place where they're like this is the bad place they think that's happening right now that this is actually hell which that's i mean capitalism do be hell guys it's rough it's it's hard everyone is so sad all the time the world is just such a shitty place right now that it's entirely possible that's so interesting okay here's the follow-up theory so the follow-up theory another spin-off theory was that simulation style we destroyed this earth and our collective consciousness was moved into a parallel universe next door um and this is actually because of what the black they... hole magic yes because of the black hole okay. they created the black hole which ended this world so we transported our consciousness into another universe that's very convenient i that's i don't know about this one (laughs) i I don't feel like the black hole and smashing two particles together and creating a black hole 
for any rhyme or reason, would transport our entire consciousness okay. of 7 billion people onto another planet and just, like, allow us to exist in the parallel universe. That's so, so this, dumb. <laughs> this theory, this parallel universe theory operates within um, simulation theory. So the theory okay. would be that the world that we were living in before was a simulation already and that we destroyed uh-huh. this simulation. So they transported our consciousness into a new simulation. Oh, okay. So okay. we were already in the simulation. We're just living in another so, simulation. Yeah. To believe this theory, you have to up. believe that the first one was also a simulation. Gotcha, if that makes gotcha, sense. Gotcha. We're yeah, just in a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just and in so a new simulation. they Fuck. believe that this is what causes the Mandela effect, which we talked about in the simulation oh. episode. The things that like people yes. remember that aren't the same. Um, but I found like a new example of the Mandela effect that I had never heard of before. That is really interesting. Um, and it's that the Statue of Liberty, a lot of people remember it being on Ellis Island. Oh, Ellie Island. Ellis Island. I think it's Ellie. But it's actually on Liberty Island, okay? And there's like paintings of the Statue of Liberty from years ago that show it depicted on Ellie Island. I saw a picture of one person that has a plaque. Like, their grandmother or grandfather got, like, an award or, like, a certification or recognition from, I don't know what it was from, like, America or something like that. And it says, like, Statue of Liberty, Ellie Island on it. So there's, like, a lot of evidence of it being They just, like, accidentally, they were like, oops, (laughs) we're going to move this to a new island. Um, And there's certain pages that if you go on Google Maps Street View to look at the Statue of Liberty, there's a couple of pages where it's not there. If you, like, go to certain views, the Statue of Liberty is gone. It's just gone. Um, Hmm. And additionally... could be a Google Maps thing, though. It could be. It could be. Okay, okay. Statue of Liberty is a pretty important thing to remember (laughs) to put on Google Maps. (laughs) Okay. There's another kind of example with the Statue of Liberty as well, and it's that right before World War One, the Germans committed the first act of terrorism on U.S. soil. Um, they did they planted like a bomb or something. I don't know exactly what happened, but it had to do with the Statue of Liberty, and so they closed the torch to tourists, and that yeah. was over a hundred years ago. But there are no, many people on the internet who have been up to the torch, who distinctly remember going up to the torch. You can look on, like, Expedia and, like, TripAdvisor, and there's people saying that they walked up to the torch when they were, like, 14. But it yeah. has been closed to tourists for 100 years. No, that's... No. I, I hate this. No. <laughs> no, because I remember, I remember when I was younger, when I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to go up to the torch. Like, I want to go, like, into the Statue of Liberty. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool and fun thing to do. On God, I swear I've seen photos of people in the torch. Like, yep. I swear to Jesus, I have seen these pictures and I have had this dream of going into the torch. And then I remember it closed like 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. It wasn't that. It wasn't 100 years ago. There's no way. It closed like recently. And they were like, sorry, we're not allowing tourists up there anymore. I don't remember what the reason was. Probably because it's like old and unstable, <laughs> maybe haunted. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's not happening anymore. But no, no, it was not 100 years ago. This, this Twitter man says it was 100 years ago. So I don't know. This guy's, I don't know, dude. dude. That's so <laughs> fucked. That's so fucked. And this is the Mandela effect coming into play? This is the or Mandela is effect, yeah. name for no, it? this is the oh, Mandela this effect. this is just like the whole, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, No. And then there's, like, a collection of photos of people um, from, like, you know, a while ago, early 2000s, on 
Ellis Island and their location is tagged as Ellis Island and their like descriptions are looking at like the Statue of Liberty, but there's nothing yeah. in their pictures. They're staring at nothing. I just got goosebumps. I literally just got goosebumps. Like I've started now, to tear up. That's so I gotta funny. say, I gotta say, I don't know how realistic all this is. A hundred percent somebody could have green screened a bunch of photos. Or not green screened, photoshopped a bunch of photos. Totally. It would have been You know, so somebody could have fucked with it out. Google Maps. All this stuff happens, but Yeah. And he could I'm be just... getting his facts wrong too about the one hundred years yeah. ago thing. A hundred percent he could be getting his facts wrong. <laughs> I did not check that. I was just like, yeah, gonna write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, there's so many islands. Anyways, that's irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah, so there's that whole theory, that simulation theory. Um, And there's, so there's a person on 4chan who, bring back 4chan. We talked about that earlier. yeah. The asshole um, of the internet. <laughs> who claimed that he was one of the 23 scientists at CERN who performed the experiment to find the Boson-Higgs particle. And he confirmed that the planet was destroyed and that we were placed in a simulated world. Um, and whoever, like, claimed this described reality as being, like, Russian nesting dolls. You know, those all, all those dolls yeah. that go inside each other. So, Small, like, smaller, all smaller. worlds are nestled within another one. So kind of like when one ends, you can be nestled into the next one. Interesting. That's how he explains reality. Okay. Okay. So we're just getting shifted constantly from one to the next. Is he yeah. a simulation theory believer? Like, is he on the boat that once we figure so. out how to, like, save the world, <laughs> yeah. then we will be broken out of the simulation and we will be free? Yeah. Or I mean, there's a lot of people that believe that, like, parallel universes exist. Um, and I don't know if that is technically, like, a simulation theory belief or if that is, like, a completely on its own belief. I've never really looked that much into it. But there are, like, quite a few people who believe that more than one reality exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a physics thing, actually. I think it's a... I think mm-hmm. that's, like, yeah, yeah. That time... It's like a... Every decision you make breaks you off into a different timeline. Yeah. Like that one community episode. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Hold on. Okay, yeah. So 2012 is the year that the Mayan calendar predicted that the world would end, right? And the Mayan calendar was not the only thing that predicted that. There were a couple of other people that believed that the world would end in 2012, too. And one of these guys was named Terrence McKenna. um, And he was stated to believe that there would be a reality rearranging event in 2012. And the way that he explained how he came to this theory, there was like a bunch of complex things. And then they explained it in a sentence that made sense to me. And it's that (laughs) time and reality are like a spiral and we start on the outside and we move in. Um, Mm -hmm. So as we kind of keep moving, time starts going faster and faster because the circles are smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's how he predicted when the world would end because he somehow figured out like the spirals or whatever. And the end was 2012. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I thought that was a cool way to think about time. And then in 2012, spiral. the spiral would be like really, really fast. And then boom. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. And then there's this guy, Preston B. Nicolay, um, who was a supposed whistleblower who wrote a book about time travel experiments at, at Montauk Air Force Base. Um, and so he claimed that during these experiments that they were never able to travel past 2012 because they could find no future beyond it. 
And the even weirder thing is, is that he did this interview in 2014. So this was after the world had already ended, but he still went on the air to tell everybody that the world ended, that there was no future past 2012, which is kind of spooky because you would think that that, like when they made it past 2012, he would be like, okay, that wasn't real. But like we made it past 2012 and he still believes that the world, there's no future beyond 2012. So I found that kind of spooky. That is really spooky. I wish he was still doing his experiments so he could like travel backwards or try again to travel forwards Mm. i wonder if it would have the same effect because if we're living in the not real future can you do not real time travel in the not real future you know like when is this world gonna end (laughs) is time travel still possible so many questions for this man that's so spooky gotta get in touch with him preston v nickel get him on the podcast (laughs) uh and then there's also a group of people that believe that we have reached the end of history And that the end of history was in 2012. And what this means is that events still happen, but that we've reached the end of sociocultural evolution. So that humans are now stagnant and we're no longer evolving. I feel stagnant. I feel like that's true. I believe that. I feel like there's no way that we're going to get any better than this. You know, like technology is done. Like we've got what we need. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Like the next thing is going to be electric cars. Like sick okay maybe flying cars who cares like what are they gonna put in our history books like stagnant they went to work made an electric car like (laughs) great cool people went to work and grew the economy no not even grew the economy the economy finally evened out the end the the budget was balanced (laughs) the (laughs) The budget was balanced that's when the The world ends honestly guys on the budget's balance <laughs> then we've achieved everything we need to achieve in this simulation <laughs> yep that's it the real way to end end the simulation isn't actually saving the world it's just to balance balancing the budget, the budget. <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> okay and now here comes another spin-off theory okay i kind of mentioned this before um was that people People believe that we had opened, like, a portal to hell and that we were living in hell. Okay, but there's a whole group of people that believe that CERN is actually trying to, like, open the portal, open a black hole to either get to hell or find a god. That that is the purpose of CERN. And now, which this is something that I find really weird. Outside of CERN, a scientific institution... There is a statue of Shiva, which is a Hindu god. Mm-hmm. Okay. I find that really strange because science and religion are often like considered separate sectors. So I find it yeah. weird that at one of the most like renowned scientific institutions, there is a, literally a statue of a god. And there wow, are videos mean? of people <gasps> dressed in cloaks at night surrounding this statue stabbing a woman as a human sacrifice there's a video of this it went around the internet in like 2016 i think and cern responded to this video saying that it was a prank (laughs) that was not approved like it was like an unofficial prank they didn't give their employees permission to do this but that it was supposed to be a prank that too far That's what I was thinking. That's not a good prank. No. (laughs) That's a terrible fucking prank. (laughs) To put out a video of you killing somebody. 
Hello? surrounding a statue of a god in cloaks. Science, what is doesn't wrong sound with like you? a joke to me. That, that sounds like a so cover up. Fucked, yeah, bro. That is it was it was a prank. Disturbing. That's so disturbing. No, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> That's not a prank. That's literally a cult. Like you get hate started a cult as a prank. <laughs> I'm yeah. so quirky. That's so fucking disturbing. Oh my god. How did that video get even released? And like you know, somebody took the video like sitting the- out there. Yeah. It, it's just it's just so wrong it just feels so so wrong it just doesn't feel right it's unsettling deeply <laughs> it is de- i 100 percent agree with you yeah i don't i read that and i was like that seems ick that doesn't Super. seem like the type of joke a bunch of highly intelligent people would play whose life is science doesn't really seem to add up no but I hope that lady's okay. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Basically, some people believe that they're trying to find their way to hell or to find God. And that's the mm-hmm. purpose of CERN. Are they still smashing atoms together to do that? <clears throat> um, I wonder if they're just black black holing it up. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. So, CERN has gone through multiple periods of shutdowns. Okay? So, here is... An alternate, alternate theory about okay. CERN is that CERN is actually stabilizing the world. Oh. This is the alternate theory, okay? Because, so, it's shut down right now because there was an earthquake um, that CERN caused when they <laughs> smashed atoms together. Okay. It caused an earthquake. Um, and they blamed great. it on a weasel chewing on a wire they're like oh a weasel got into our system and started chewing on a wire and that's why the Mm, earthquake happened so they just blamed it on a weasel okay great (laughs) and so now cern shut down right now um yeah there's been multiple shutdowns and every time that there has been a shutdown there's been a period of chaos in the world so the first shutdown was in 2013 which coincided with the death of nelson mandela which is like the triggering of the mandela effect because everyone thought he was already dead for 20 years yeah um the ebola pandemic happened and the disappearance of the malaysia flight right happened all within the first shutdown and then it reopened for a few years and there were like a couple years of calm and then the second shutdown happened in 2018 and that's when the amazon rainforest went on fire Mm -hmm. the first ever image of a black hole was released it'll look like the gates to hell a volcano <laughs> erupted in New Zealand, and I feel like I don't got to say this, but fucking COVID happened, guys. Also, pretty much the fall of the United States. You remember when people insurgents took over the Capitol? That whole thing happened. Donald Trump was elected president. Yeah. All this happened in this in the second shutdown, and it's currently shut down right now. It's, oh. I think, set to open oh. in 2022 to start more That's experiments. Good. Start stabilizing again? Yeah. Looking forward to 2022. That feels like for me when things will finally maybe get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, when CERN reopens. Yeah. So yeah, that's another theory <laughs> oh, that CERN is actually um, so cool stabilizing the world. Oh man, I wish there was more information about that. Like, how are they stabilizing the world? What what are they doing in there that is stabilizing the world so nicely? Are they maybe like, 
sacrificing people to shiva are they maybe not are they bashing atoms together like maybe this ties into one of the other theories or maybe like the world did end in 2012 and we were sucked into the black hole and something about like what they do at cern like helps stabilize like i don't know electromagnetic fields or something like that that like creates calm in this black hole world that's so cool like every day they're like we gotta go to work and we gotta check that the that the budget is balanced (laughs) (laughs) of the black hole you know they gotta make sure everything is balanced everything is working holy shit that's so cool man Mm -hmm. if we live in a black hole that's cool like nothing matters you know but i would wish that they would just tell me so that i could like I quit my job sure. yeah that's it that's the end of my list that's good <laughs> i liked it a lot that's so cool ah. there's okay i have two more points before we finish off okay one of them is that um uh when it was opening at the beginning the early 2000s it experienced a lot of, like, delays in opening. It was supposed to open, and then they had setbacks, and then it was supposed to open again, and then they had more setbacks. So there were a lot of delays. And some people believe that a time traveler actually came back and tried to sabotage the opening of CERN because they <laughs> knew what would happen, because they knew it would end the world. Wow. So that's another <gasps> spinoff theory. That's so cool, but they failed. And the they world failed. is over. And now we're sending um, time travelers back again. And then finally... So fun. In 2015, scientists at CERN admitted to trying to create many black holes to study. So right. that's they're actively trying to commit to create black holes so that they can study them. And they say I that creating many black holes is entirely safe. But I hate that. <laughs> it kind of seems like you're gambling with the whole world's lives. Yeah. To create know, a black right? hole. Like maybe there's some things that but we no don't need to do. You know, like no we consequences, saying- I guess. There's no consequences to your actions if you end the whole world. It's true. <laughs> like you were saying, bro. Oh, man. I feel like there could be other things that we could be doing for science instead of making black holes. Like, I don't understand yeah. how that's going to help us. Like, can you maybe solve the climate crisis? Just an idea. There's so much other we things can, to be doing. We can make than... black holes later. You're not going to be able to make black holes if we're not here. Maybe they're making black holes because they wanted to study how to get out of the one we're in right now. We gotta go. <laughs> they're like, we don't Maybe. have much more time in here. The Earth won't survive. Maybe that's why the Earth is warming so much because we're like in this black hole. Maybe it is like a yeah. heat trap. Yeah, and every day we get like sucked deeper and deeper into it and stuff like that. Yeah, Dude. I don't even really understand what black holes are. To be completely it's honest, just nothing. It's just nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just nothingness. It's just like. It's like negative gravity, pretty much. Cool, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, that is um, what people think of CERN. People hate CERN. People are not for it. No, the internet not does not it. like the activities. Even at though CERN. they might be stabilizing the planet, they still don't like that they're making. Black holes I think the stabilizing the planet thing is one man's theory. I don't think it's a commonly oh, okay. held theory. It's something that I read like on one man's post. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was really interesting about the but more whole, commonly. Like, there's a lot of hate for CERN and the fact because that they ended the Earth. 
Yeah, and the alternate theory to it stabilizing the world is that they're triggering these um, periods of chaos. Yeah. Because it seems like they start, and then they do the collision, and then they're like, okay, we're going to shut down for a few years, and then there's chaos. So maybe they're creating it. That could be... That could very well be it. That's kind of cool. We're all impacted by the black holes that are created on the day-to-day basis. That's fun. Fun and fresh. New thing to blame all our problems on. The black holes that CERN has been creating. That's cool. It's fun. Damn, that's so awesome. All right, guys, and that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to Lydia's little talk on um, DNA. And what was that called? The 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 paparazzi thing. The Oh, Genarazzi. <laughs> the Genarazzi. And talking about the Genarazzi, guys, head over to our Instagram and let us know. Would you buy a shirt from a celebrity, from your favorite celebrity? Would you pay extra? If it was infused with their blood. And then spinoff question. Would you buy shirts from us if it was infused (laughs) with our blood? Yeah. Or just in general. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you just buy Jesus? Yeah. Full stop. We'll we'll deal with the blood later. Um, And I hope you enjoyed listening to my little talk about CERN. And let me know what you guys think. Do you think we're living in a black hole? Do you think the world ended in 2012? I think think it's possible. It's convincing. Some convincing, convincing evidence. Argument. Totally. If you were convinced by simulation theory, <laughs> black hole theory is even fucking better. <laughs> and if you want to let us know what you think, you can head over to our Instagram, and that's very.unimportant.people. You can email us, and that's hatersclickhere at gmail.com, and that's h8trs clickhere at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, and that's vunimportantppl. We're on TikTok, as you know. You can find us. I know you can do it. Come on, guys. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> and that's it for us this week. I hope you have a great. <laughs>